Hi, I'm Ryan Lim, your host to the QED Changemaker Series podcast. Here, we have conversations with senior executives and business leaders about their visions, ambitions, and concerns for the largest and most challenging issues facing our industry today. For each episode, we'll be discussing different topics with these thought leaders, decision makers, and most importantly, change makers. Combined, these are the captains of our industry who will be shaping our future. This podcast is for QED Changemaker Series on 29th May 2020. We'll be focusing on how organizations are dealing with the new norm resulting from COVID-19. Our guest in this episode has 20 years of experience in the IT industry, crafting business strategies and implementing them across the APAC region. As Executive Director, he manages Lenovo's PC and smart devices business in the corporate and public sectors across Southeast Asia, Hong Kong, Taiwan and Korea. He is a strong proponent of a people's first management style and is driven by a purpose to bring meaningful and innovative technology to those who need it most. He is Eddie Ang. Let's welcome him in our first podcast season of the QED Changemaker series. Hi Eddie, great to have you with us today. Hi Ryan, nice to be here. Now, we are excited to hear and learn from industry leaders like you. So let's jump straight into our session's main question. What are your personal views of the new norm for the industry, businesses and organizations now and beyond COVID-19? I think one of the new norms uh, that will impact everyone is the motto of wash your hands and wear a mask. Right, for the foreseeable future. I mean, I think three of these layers that we have always tried to unpeel, right? So what's your view on that whole business and industry? What's it like now and moving beyond? So in the uh, both the corporate sector and the public sector by large, right, we can see uh, a new norm setting in, which is work from home, right, scene, and also home-based learning. And I think even after the circuit breaker timeline is over, these will still have a profound impact in both the industry that we see and also the education segment right, for a long time to come. What do you think will be the major areas of concern through this whole crisis from a corporate standpoint uh, across the industry? I think for the industry right now, if we were to separate it out into uh, various verticals, I think there is a vertical whereby there's still a need for human interaction. And uh, with that, a more conscious effort for the workers or employees to mine from a health protection perspective is needed. But whereas for those that do not need to physically engage with one another, I think uh, that will drive a new norm, which is working remotely. Telecommuting will continue to be a norm. And with that, right, then I think we will see from a technology standpoint, a technology coming in to help and uh, further drive efficiency, drive accessibility to this part of the workforce. Similarly, in the education space, we can see that you know, when we first started this in Singapore, right, there were some hurdles. Not everyone has a device. The less fortunate potentially could not carry out home-based learning just because they do not have the infrastructure at home, whether it's connectivity or the device itself. Now, over time, I think this will again be addressed by the agencies involved and also by the individuals, meaning the family members themselves, because it will become a norm and it will become just like white goods. You need a fridge because it's a norm. So moving forward, then potentially this episode that we have gone through will also drive a new norm that, hey, you need a PC at home. doesn't matter whether it runs the latest technology, but at least you need one for 
the reasons above. So I do see this propagate technology adoption into all layers of society, especially in Singapore. What do you think it's this rethinking or reinventing of the kind of business models moving forward? I mean, in view of this new norm, do you see that just accelerating that whole digitalization or is it really reinventing and changing business models as well moving ahead? I think there's two parts of it, right, uh, that you just mentioned. One is about those that have been doing things traditionally. We've seen hawkers going on, uh, banding together and uh, posting on Facebook under Hawkers United and changing their game from a you come and eat at my store plan to I deliver to your house plan. So even at that level, there is this whole transformation going on. Secondly is about digitization. Right, whereby in the corporate sector or even in the public sector, it is in a way a wake-up call. Have you embarked as an organization on to fourth industrial revolution, which is a digital transformation? Now, how far are you in that journey? It actually really provides a, a good check into a business, a organization, or even a country's plan about how digital transformation can play a strong part for a country, a organization to deal with such a situation. What are kind of perhaps kind of specific support that you are looking out for from the government or maybe the industry groups that is actually supporting this change towards that new norm? In that aspect, I think it is very key for the government to encourage the adoption or the speed up of digitization. And I can see that through the efforts of the Singapore government providing the various reliefs and grants, the organization can also take this right as an opportunity to use towards um, improving or speed up some of their digitization efforts, right? So that when we exit the COVID-19 situation, we come out stronger, we come out better, Right, in terms of workforce efficiency, in terms of connectivity, in terms of you know productivity. So I think that is one area I would encourage organizations, whether you are SMEs or large corporate, to think about. From your point of view, right, as an industry leader, how do you think we should navigate out of this crisis? It's unusual, but what's your plan or vision of that? Maybe we can take uh, Lenovo as an example. So uh, it is across, not just in Singapore, but across the region. We have encouraged connectivity with our staff. It's not possible for us to uh, meet face-to-face -face anymore in just about all countries in uh, Southeast Asia. Yeah, We still need to connect. We still need to know what's happening on the ground. So I think telecommuting using uh, Microsoft Teams or Zoom is basically becoming a daily event. Whether you turn on your video or not, I think that's a good question. I would encourage it. Having that video presence, seeing a face that you haven't seen for a long time actually does help. We even encourage our teams locally and cross-region to hold social events, Friday happy hour, like, or even just a working lunch. You bring your lunch in front of your PC right, and work and eat together. Right. So there's still a sense of community, there's still a sense of a team as we drive forward our business agenda. So I think that's something that I can share and uh, encourage our organization to think about. Right. And, and even like we just did a celebration for uh, one of our business leaders through Zoom. Bring your own liquor 
<laughs> so you don't just do business, but you also talk about the social aspect of it. Everything conducted online now, right? So maybe I can then shift our focus away from the general broad industry and business to a little bit more on your teams as well as the Lenovo as a company itself. Now, what have you learned about your organization as you manage through this crisis? Any key learning points that you'd like to share? Uh, one thing that is very obvious, right? As human beings, we are very adaptive. If you if you take a look at what has transpired, how long did it take us as organization, as an industry, or even as a country, right, to change ourselves, how we work, how we operate on a daily basis? It is quite amazing if you all take a moment and um, look back, right? The other thing is about the sense of uh, community has strengthened so much. There's so much that we talk about with the advance of technology, we become too individual. But now you can see that technology is actually helping us to be together more, right? It's actually the reverse. And there's a sense of community strengthened. The human spirit comes out to get together to help each other. And it's very evident in the case of Singapore that we can see. Initially, when we started the home-based learning, saw multiple organizations that were serving the less fortunate, calling out for help. You can see all various agency, corporate, individuals putting up a request for anyone to help. And you can see that almost immediately, the most overnight, the request has been fulfilled, right? By either individuals, organizations, or corporate. And it's very heartening to see that. And Lenovo did the same. We addressed a few calls for help, right, including um, the Marymount Center, ITE Central, and even um, the organization uh, City Committee Service. So that's just to name a few. And uh, we'll continue to do that. And it's really good to see organizations constantly doing that as well for the needy. So if I focus a little bit more on your leadership style and also how you're handling your employees, for example, to adapt to this new work environment, I mean, it's a very stressful environment because there's so much change involved these days, right? Maybe you can share a little bit about your leadership and management styles when it comes to this situation that we are facing. So uh, allow me to share a little bit about Lenovo first and then come into that. So in Lenovo, right, there's a saying, every year there's a change and every three years there's a big change. So change is basically a constant to us in Lenovo. So when this crisis or this situation came about, it was not something that we're unused, but of course, it's the first time we, we have a pandemic in our lifetime. But coming back to the management and the team, we took it pretty much as any change that we are facing. We basically went through a logical process of what we need to do, how we need to uh, manage the business right, differently from before. So even to the extent of how do we engage our business partners and our end customers. So instead of what we used to do, which is getting everyone together every other month to share what we're doing and what they can do to progress their business and all the, for the customers, what are the new technology that can help them right in this situation. So we again apply technology to that, using technology to host virtual channel partner activities or events continue to help them understand what is happening so they can then bring the technology update to their own customers. Similarly to our larger corporates and our public sector customers, we are doing the same. And right now we're also planning a uh, larger event because we don't think that we're going to get back to normal normal anytime soon. 
So every year we do host what we call a transform event for our in-customer large scale. So how do we do that? Right. So again, we're looking into various technologies that is available today and how can we use that platform to deliver such activity across um, not just Singapore, but across the region as well. Tying back to management style, I think it is, again, uh, there still needs to be a check and balance between the individual and the organization. So in this era of remote working, right, or remote management, one advice that I can give the audience is do up two parts. Build up a strong BMS or business management system that allows you to use data point to look into how your business is going or where there is uh, challenges. Right. It's not death by data, by the way. It's more about like, you know, looking into the key parameters and how can those parameters be an indication whether you're going in the right direction or not, right? Depending on your business, the parameters are different. Secondly, making sure that you have a plan cadence with your team because it doesn't matter whether how independent your team members may be, even in the past, it is good to touch base with them in a fixed time so that we know that we will get together at a fixed time. That encourages two things. One, there's no slacking off, right? Uh, just point it out. But also that the team member knows that, you know, uh, there's somebody that they can interact at any one time, right? So there's always a constant engagement going. I think that is also very key in this time of remote management, remote working. So the engagement needs to continue. Maybe if I can ask you a little bit about the kind of work policies that we're talking about, HR policies, right, moving forward. Well, based on what you've shared, Lenovo is not new to this whole remote working and telecommuting already. I mean, maybe in much higher capacity than before, but it's not something new, right? But moving forward, is there anything that calls into question that kind of HR policies that you have in place or the kind of thinking patterns that we have is that maybe we don't need 70% of the people or the workforce coming to office every day anymore. I mean, the recent report was that you only need about 30% and you can still be operational to some extent as well. What's your view on that? My view is aligned with the report. Previously, uh, before COVID-19, we actually did a own global survey with our customers, our business partners, right? And the, re the survey comes back and share that over 70% of the employee to date actually feel that remote working, collaborative working is going to stay and it will be the new norm. So even before COVID-19, I think the, the workspace has already started doing a transformation with the whole digitization effort as well. You can see the new workforce, especially the millennials coming in and moving forth, right, Gen Z, right, they are more of a collaborative bunch, right? They don't really necessarily function well sitting at fixed cubicles doing their own things, right? They're more productive working together as a unit or cross unit and they can work anywhere. And I think that's a big change from like the 80s or 70s, right? You know, you just want to do your work and you're part of that workflow and you're done. No, so the, that transformation is ongoing. And I think with the COVID-19 situation, it will just speed it up and um, organizations and also agencies who feel that you know, hey, it actually proves the point. You can actually do it. Even for those that were a bit skeptical about having work from home for their employees, they, they have no choice now, right? Yeah. So it's a, it's a good proof point, right? If you, if you exit the situation still intact, 
then it proves that it it works. Yeah, and there's a lot of change required, especially when now that you need to trust your employees and your teams a lot more, right? Having to work remotely and not able to keep an eye on each other. I'm sure that's one of those key points that the change of perspective. Now, if we were to move a little ahead further, when we're talking about, I mean, we're going to aim towards where the circuit breaker is ending and we're emerging of it. From your point of view, what's the kind of key investment of efforts between the first week of emerging and maybe about three months from emerging it kind of thing? What, where are your investment of time and effort in that kind of scenario? I think first and foremost, I'm still a strong advocate about employees and their safety. So the first thing I think we need to spend time on is making sure not everyone just come back and then cram the office, yeah. So, although candid, but yeah, it's a it's a serious thought, right? Um, and I'm also part of the Singapore Office Site Committee and uh, for Lenovo. So uh, that's one thing that I think will come to the agenda for us to manage, right? Besides that, I think the next thing will be what may be some of the opportunities that we could not, as an organization, engage during that totally uh, work from home kind of period. Right, which we are in now. So as a circuit breaker eases and businesses open up, then what potentially could be the opportunity that we can follow up in person, that we need to go to the customer's organization per se to follow up and uh, implement. So that potentially will be um, the second part that will take up the majority of my time and consideration. Mm-hmm. Then maybe I can finally ask about you personally, right? What are some of these key lessons that you have learned that will guide your business post COVID nineteen? Oh, a couple of things. Personally, I've learned that you know, for extended period of working from home, you actually become a better cook, right? Because uh, <laughs> yeah, much better cook. You never realize that you have all that skills and unused. Yeah. And also going judging by like uh, majority of the uh, social media posts, right? It's either the yeah, majority of them is food or what they cooked up, right? It will be surprised that you know a lot of people have culinary uh, talent in them. So that aside, I think the, the key is that we really should not take health for granted. Like a simple thing about what I started off the session with, just washing our hands basic hygiene and social distancing is something that we will need to continue to make sure that we follow and we encourage the next person right, to follow as well, even after things get back to a new norm. Right? Yeah. So uh, fundamentally, how have you changed as a person in terms of your leadership, management or vision? Has this situation change anything or maybe shifted certain directions for you? I would say yes, fundamentally, I think it actually and uh, further strengthen my remote management skill set and be more empathetic through remote management of my team members, of my peers, and even some of my leaders, uh, leadership team members, right? So it is actually, you can't be there in front of them. They can't, some of them don't have potentially do not want to show video, so it's very hard. So it, it's all by ear, right? So, and you, you actually need to be able to function as though you're there in the same room with them. So I think that actually strengthens me in that part so that I can continue to be a good manager right, to my team members and a productive employee for the organization. Hmm. 
Alright, thank you so much, Eddie, for sharing your candid views and valuable insights. Now, I'm sure all our fellow industry leaders listening would greatly benefit from it. Now, most of all, thank you, listeners, for tuning in to our QED Changemaker Series podcast. For more information on QED's leadership development solutions, email us at info at qed.sg. Now, do remember to subscribe to our channel and be updated on our latest episodes. I'm your host, Ryan Lim, and I look forward to having you in our next episode.